0: Yes, we're live on Facebook, and I hope you can hear me on Zoom.
1: Yes, I, I want to believe they can hear me. Praise the Lord. So let's uh, let's
0: pray. I don't know if anybody is in a quiet place. Okay, let me just say a word of prayers as we start today's study. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for your grace that is upon us. Thank you for this opportunity to share your word. Father, we ask that as we go into your word, you will go with us, you open our eyes, open our hearts, that we may understand your word in a greater, better dimension in the name of Jesus.
1: Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can someone say amen? Zoom, I'm
0: expecting a response. I hope you can hear me. Yes, we can hear you. Okay, thank you, Timothy. Okay. Yes, um, the book of James, that's what we are looking at today. The book of James, um, beautiful book. Uh, let's just look at the memory scripture. Then um, I will take the introduction, then we take a few of my notes. And uh, I I really love to have some contributions uh, from the house on the book of James. Uh, The memory scripture, according to to our our manual, is James 2.26. And it reads, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Now, I need to just lay a background about the book of James. Um, a number of people, uh, have, uh, people that have just read these books, especially Pauline books and this, the Pauline epistles and this particular epistle, people that have read it on the surface have, have suggested that um, he's speaking against what Paul talks. Uh, but uh, if you read it deeper, you you understand that he's actually complementing, uh, James was actually complimenting. The teachings of Paul that you can't tell me you have faith and then your actions are, are proving opposite. Well, a number of people have just used that that word works as uh, trying to justify. I mean, trying to prove your faith or trying to uh, they've, they've, they've replaced that word works with activities in the church. Yes, I think that's the best. That's the best uh, way I can put it. So the works is talking here is not just uh, your physical activity in the church. But it's saying that if you claim you have faith in Jesus and I cannot see the fruits, I cannot see an evidence in in the things you are doing, then it is dead. So that's what uh, a summary of what the the book of James is. uh, well, permit me to call it Jacob. I'll tell you. The, I'll tell you the reason uh, in a bit. Uh, but if you look at uh, the Yoruba translation of this book, the Yoruba title of this book is actually Jacob, because uh, that's closer or more correct to the Hebrew. Or the Greek name was uh, named in Greek, but the Hebrew is translated Jacob. But uh, I'll get that uh, when I'm doing my notes. Let's just look at a little bit of the, just the introduction, then we'll take my notes. The human author of this epistle is not easily identified, but I I'll I will tell you my own school of thought on this. Uh, I think I, I know the, the, the James that this is. Uh, I belong to the school of thought that knows the James uh, the Bible is talking about here. The New Testament mentions at least four men named James. One. James the son of Zebedee, the brother and the brother of John. Two, so, James, the son of Alpheus. So James, the son of Zebedee is Mark 1:19. James, the brother, the son of Alpheus, is Mark 3.18. James, the father of Judas, not Judas Iscariot. That's in Luke 6:16. 6, and James, the half-brother of the Lord, Galatians one nineteen. Which one wrote the epistle? When I go to my notes, we'll look at the authorship. Early Christian tradition attributes the epistle of James to James, the Lord's brother. And I hold this uh, perspective as well. I, I hold this school of thought. He was the leader of the church, of the Jerusalem church at an early date, Acts 12, 17, Acts 15, 13 to 21, Acts 21, 18 to 19, Galatians 1, 19, Galatians 2, 9. The epistle was written around AD 48 to 62. The epistle of James is concerned about the practical Christianity. It is is a book full of practical admonition about Christian conduct. It stresses the importance of putting faith into practical action good use of the tongue, and prayer of faith. May the Lord help us as we put our faith into action in Jesus' name. Few books of the Bible have been more critical than the little book of James. Controversy has waged over its authorship, its dates, its recipients, its canonicity, and its unity. It is the gospel, it is, it is of the general episodes. That is, it is not targeted to a particular church, written uh, to a general church or general Christians. Other, others are the epistles of Peter, John, and Jude. Those are the other general episodes. Unlike those other three, James was not addressed to individual church or persons. But to a larger sphere of believers. Praise the Lord. So let's just, uh, uh, let me just go to a few of my notes. Uh, I think I jotted some things down here. Okay, yes. um, I just pastored the Jerusalem church for about 20 years. Um, uh, We should know that, yes, even though a number of
1: people have argued that Peter was the first, uh, permit me to use the word Pope. just permit me like the leader
0: of the church uh but shortly after peter after 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 the disciples received the holy spirit peter left jerusalem to pastor to plant other churches so james became uh the leader of the first gathering of believers the very first gathering of christians was pastored uh by james and I want to believe that, like we read, it is uh, the brother of Jesus. So uh, we've read it that there are several Jameses, uh, but I, I want to I believe that this was uh, James, the brother, the half-brother of Jesus. Um, the Hebrew, if, if the Greek name of the book is Aikobos, and um, translated to Greek to mean Yekov. So I, I would rather this book was named Jacob rather than James. Because when I was younger, uh, uh, quite younger, when we were cramming the books of the Bible, um, and uh, in English, it's James, in, in Yoruba, it's Jacob. I'm like, OK, why? Uh, but Yoruba was actually, I took his translation for the Hebrew meaning of the Hebrew name, Jacob. So um, OK. um. So, this book is, is also known as or nicknamed the Legacy of Jacob's Wisdom. Uh, he wrote this letter to, to all the followers of Christ, and two main things influenced uh, uh, this letter. Number one, the teaching of Jesus, especially the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew chapters five to seven. That's actually Christology. That's the whole doctrine of Christ. That is what the doctrine of Christ is based on. So one of the main influences of this book is the Sermon on the Mount, the teaching of Jesus, and then the book of Proverbs, especially the first nine chapters. So these are short wisdom speeches, unlike uh, unlike Paul's epistles, teaching a particular, focus on a particular subject or a particular church or addressing a particular subject so these are just short speeches short wisdom speeches uh metaphors the loads of metaphors used here one-liners and things like that uh you because he is the brother of jesus or they grew up together they would have probably grown up reading um reading the book of of proverbs so uh So he kind of summarized uh, 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 the Torah. or or And that's what the teaching of Jesus is is about, the summary of the Torah. Jesus told the two things. The whole law is based on two things. Number one, love the Lord your God. And number two, love your neighbors as yourself. So he's kind of uh, 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 hammering more on this. And then um, the book, is divided. Let me say uh, it, it treated about twelve uh, uh, topics. Is it topics now or subtopics? It treated twelve issues, just briefly around. It's just about five chapter long. Just treated twelve. Uh, maybe I should look. Let's first look at the twelve things it treated before we come to the introduction. Because okay, let's let's talk about the introduction. Chapter one starts with uh, an introduction. Um, that number one it starts with 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 encouraging the church because at this time I, I, we also need to look at that. Uh, at this time, it, 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 the church was being persecuted. He pastored the church for twenty years and eventually was was martyred. Uh, but they've they lived through famine. There was a particular time. I mean, there was a particular famine that the Bible also uh, recorded. Uh, Acts 12, Acts 15, Galatians 1 and 2. So they've lived through famine. They've lived through poverty. They've lived through persecution. So this is is him telling them at the introduction, chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, that trials produce endurance. All these things that you're going through, and I'm, I'm here to tell someone as well, what you are going through, the trials and the, the things that are happening to you, the trials that you are going through, produce endurance that can make us perfect. These trials produce and they make us endure to make us perfect. Now, perfect in this term, uh, the Greek word is uh, teleos. That's like integrity, wholeness, makes us whole. Uh, uh uh not fractured make us complete in christ and this perfect or, or or wholeness or teleos was repeated seven times uh uh in the book so that all the things that you are going through the things that you feel that what's what's all this it's part of the story to make you whole to make you perfect uh in christ and then he gives. He said, "God gives wisdom to everyone who asks in faith." So that's part of the introduction from verse five to eight. Chapter one, verse nine to eleven, uh, talked about poverty that can force us to trust uh, 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 to trust God. So because this church is poor, we say, "Yeah, this poverty makes us to trust in God to be Jehovah Jireh." no matter what anybody is going through god will meet your need i'm sent to tell you that what you are going through is to strengthen you to trust god who is the great provider verse that's verse 9 to 11 verse 12 to 18 uh, uh, then in verse 11 to 9 to 11 he also told us that even the wealth the people that have wealth wealth can also fly away so why not trust on god who is the the firm foundation. And move to chapter 1, verse 12 to 18, says God is generous and he gives us new birth through Jesus Christ. And it ends chapter 1, the introduction, that's from the whole of verse 19 to 27, that don't just listen to God's words, but do it. Don't just be a listener. Don't just be a regular attendee of, of, of Bible study but be a doer, do the things that the word says. Don't just listen, but do it. So that is the Torah of freedom. That is the law of freedom. That is the whole uh, book of freedom. The Torah, the Torah is, the, is the, like what we call Pentateuch in Christianity. The first five books of Moses was their scripture uh, in the Old Testament or in the days of, of Jesus and the days of James. So that the Torah of wisdom is not just to listen to God's word, but to do God's word. And we also need to understand at that time they don't have Bibles like we have it. They just have scrolls kept at the temple, and they go to the synagogue or the temple or whatever, and listen to the God's to the word of God being read. So that's why I said don't just listen to the word of God. Now we can even read the word of God ourselves. Don't just listen or read the word of God, but also what the word says so it calls us to speak with love to serve the poor and to be wholly devoted unto god so he i mean he ended that introduction chapter one with that so let's go to those 12 uh, small small topics he spoke about chapter 2 verse 1 to 13 talks about favoritism versus love that some people would act favorably, favor, uh, favorably to those people who can reward them. To so the people that, I know that if I give this person this, if I do this to this person, they have the capacity to, to repay me back or reward me back. More. And then they treat other people who are less uh, of less value or, or lower to them, they treat them with disdain. And if you want to look at that, as the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew 5, 46 to 48 don't do that treat everyone with love don't be don't have a favorite also in the church you should not treat anyone with favoritism for for grace violence you know that one of the one of our core values and one of our, 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 our core values and vision is that no favoritism fellowship everyone is equal before God fellowship we are together we are we are, we are the children of God together. No favoritism. Praise the Lord. So uh, then he, he went to uh, chapter 2, verse 14 to 26, talks about genuine faith. Um, uh, and that's why he's talked about uh, faith without works is dead. Um, uh, what, what was he trying to say here? In fact, he says, you saw a brother who is cold. And he needs a coat. And you say, Oh, I have faith for you. Be warm in the name of Jesus. That your faith is dead. What what James was saying is that give that your brother a coat. Let him be warm. Someone is hungry and came to you. And then you are telling him, The Lord bless you. The Lord give him, even if it is a cup of water, a bottle of drink, a plate of food, give them food. That is The faith that that, that the Bible was talking about and compare that with with Matthew 7, 21 to 27. Love your enemies. Pray for them that hate you, that persecute you. Go an extra mile and make someone happy. Don't just say, don't let let just stay in works. I mean, in faith and faith. Ah, I have faith for you in the name of Jesus. that, That is dead faith. And then chapter three, 1 to 12, chapter 3 verses 1 to 12 talked about the tongue. So that's the third one, the tongue. um, The tongue that we use one mouth, the same tongue to to curse people, abuse people, uh, and do all sorts of things to curse, and then come in the same tongue to praise the Lord. At the same time, Luke chapter 6, 43 to 45, uh, that's it, it, our tongue that we're using to praise God should not be used to curse and then number that's wisdom number three number four that's chapter three verse 13 to 18 uh, talk about what is true uh, and um, and false wisdom uh, that's comparing Matthew 5, 3 to 11 and it brought a bit of proverbs in there and uh, let's go quickly to the next one chapter four verse one to ten talked about a divided heart you should love your god with the whole of your heart don't don't let uh, part of your heart be here and this one another heart is here have a divided attention towards the things of god love the lord your god matthew six twenty four. uh that's then chapter 4 verse 11 to 12 uh condemning others uh and this is what talks about gossip in fact as if we read the book of James when the Lord was leading us to our vision in Graceville. Uh, no gossip behind people's backs. That's all we don't do. Uh, and a number of people do this sadly, uh, in the church. You say something in front of people and then you go behind them and start uh condemning them. So uh he, he, he spoke against that, okay? That's Chapter 4, verse 11 to 12. Then, chapter 5, verse 13 to 17, talked about, he spoke about um, arrogance of wealth. Don't be proud because the Lord has buttered your bread. I mean, these are, these are just short nuggets, but these are wisdom for life, for a godly living. Don't be proud. Don't look down on others. Uh, because you have more than them, and he said, "Life is just a mist; it disappears." And he went straight to talk about the dangers of wealth in chapter five, verse one to six. The dangers of, of wealth—like um, if you if you put all your your life and all your hope and all your trust in this wealth, you will rot. The wealth will rot like you. Uh, so. It, that's, that's a great, great warning for us. Uh, and then chapter 5, verse 7 to 11, he talk, told us about patience and endurance. Let's be patient because the Lord will soon come. Matthew 24, 13, that's talking about um, uh, the coming of the Lord. Let's run the race with patience. Even though it doesn't look like it, even though things are hard, let's run the race with patience. Then he said, let your yes, mean yes, verse five, chapter 5, verse 12. Let your yes be yes. Don't tell lies. Always tell the truth. Then chapter 5, verse 13 to 18, um, give, if, if we should pray a faith-filled prayer. We should pray uh, with faith in our hearts. Then chapter 5, 19 to 20, ended with restoring others uh, who have fallen. So, those are the 12 wisdoms, uh, short, short wisdom uh, between chapters 2 and 5 of the book that James uh, uh, taught. Before we take uh, questions or comments, uh, let's just go to the discussion that they they, they, they have, they want us to have. Uh, in the manual. Number one, Christians cannot do without trials at work, home community, even in the church. Trials are testing our faith. These should however produce patience and lead to perfection. There is a crown of life for those who endure temptation. So, Trials will always come. We cannot do without trials. But Jesus said, Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Yes, we may have one trial or the other. Things may be tough at at the moment, but Jesus is telling us He has overcome the world. Be of good cheer. God does not tempt anyone, but we are drawn away into temptation through our desires. I think that's another very important uh, 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 point to note in the book. God does not tempt. Therefore, you need to watch your desire. Sinful desires give birth to sin and death. Hearing God's words daily is not enough for doing it. Do, but doing it shows a level. So let's go to that uh, desire. Let me just pause, I mean, uh, dwell a bit on that desire. You know, the things, the, the, the windows into your heart drives your desires. Whatever you let enter in through your ears, through your eyes, those are the windows into your mind, into your heart. The kind of songs you listen to, the kind of movies, the kind of content you listen to. And you can see how the devil has deliberately polluted the media to churn out contents contents that i I don't know what to call it to deliberately churn out contents that are evil why so that the heart can keep thinking evil praise the lord and these are the things we should be careful of as christians god will help us in jesus name Three, God hates partiality against the poor and less privileged. He treats everyone alike. He treats everyone alike. Are you treating everyone equally? Do we have special treatment we're giving some set of people? God will help us in Jesus' name. Your faith must be shown by your works, shining light before men. Faith without works is dead. Show your faith by your action. We we'll said this at the introduction. Your religiosity is useless when you have an unbridled tongue. Do not curse with the same mouth with which you praise God. It ought not to be. Your faith must be proven by your conduct. Uh, there's a particular part of, of Yoruba land whereby Cursing is like, is, permit me to use the word second tongue to them. It can just, they can be talking and, and cursing, like, and they will still take the same bouts to, to, to church and praise God with it. So, poison and virtues and should not come out of the same source, of the same mouth. That's what. Uh, we've been told here, number one, two, three, four, five, six, number six, never become God's enemy by befriending the world. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and they will flee. God lifts the humble, hurting the wages of those that are worked for you is not pleasing God. For those of us who are listening to me, who are employers, uh businessman the bible says oh, no man for one day that's why I, I i i i i wonder how how nigerian leaders
1: can owe people for months the bible says what what a man uh, is to get
0: i'm trying to see uh okay don't worry I, I, yeah i think it is Deuteronomy or Leviticus Deuteronomy 24:15 that don't delay a man, don't pay a man what he needs to, what you need to pay him today. Don't tell him to come tomorrow to collect it. Not one day. And you see leaders in this country owe people for months. How will, how will, the, how will the anger of God not come on them? Don't owe, don't owe someone that you're supposed to pay on the 30th. Don't pay him on the 31st. That's what that's what the Bible is saying. Don't owe a man for one day, and you see leaders owe for months. So, whether we are employers of labour, businessmen, please don't hurt the wages of those who have worked for you. Those of us who are who employ uh, uh, manual labourers, uh, who employ uh, maids, don't owe your workers. And number seven, with faith comes persecution. Therefore, persevere till the Lord's coming. Prayer is very important as we walk and walk with God. Praise God. So, uh, before we conclude, uh, before I read the conclusion, do we have any comments or contributions uh, about
1: the book of James before we, co- we conclude? All questions. Anybody? Any comments or questions? I hope you can hear me on Zoom. Yes, we can. Okay, let's just conclude. Various challenges. I hope I'm audible on Zoom. I know I'm audible on other platforms though. Okay, let's conclude. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. thank you. Various challenges will always show up as we walk and walk with God.
0: However, he is ever present with us, even amid the challenges. Trials and persecutions we face in life. God is ever present with us amid the challenges, trials, and persecutions we face in life. Hence, we should live out true faith by our good works, even in the face of trials or persecution. Our faith should drive us in doing good works. We are encouraged to pray a fervent, effective prayer of faith. Burn out of a righteous life for wonderful results. May God help us to put use all we've been taught in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Questions? I wish we could all paste these words on our walls
0: as Christians. Yes. Yes, please. Let's share this. Uh, We're going to share the podcast after the recording, but let's share uh, all these words on our social media. And those, thank you very much, my wife.
1: Um, thank you for your comments. Any other comments or questions? Our Facebook audience, any question or comments? Okay, thank you very much
0: for joining us. Uh, for those of us in Abuja, we need... Yes, I, have,
2: I have a question, please.
0: Okay, go ahead.
2: Um, okay, where where we have um, where we have talking about the case of doubts. Yeah. So the scripture says um, for, that's chapter 1 verse 7, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything that whoever asks, wavering. Yeah. And verse 8 says a double-minded man is on in those ways. So yeah. so the question would be how exactly can we can we Hold on to our faith because this, this thing of faith, you know, um, scripture says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So I feel like the faith is just how much of the belief we hold on to something based on our idea or the extent of our knowledge on it. Um, for instance, this election going on. Many people have faith, although we haven't concluded. So, but, you know, somehow the faith of people were risen from many things and many things that this person is going to win and from the collation and from how everything is again, people are beginning to think otherwise, which also happens in other aspects of life. The word of God has said this. So you believe this is going to happen according to the word of God, but when reality, something that seems like reality begins to, to face you. You, then you begin to adjust again at what point do you now realize that you are losing faith or you are just facing reality something like that is there is, is there a way reality would not throw you off balance in terms of i don't even understand my question
0: i understand yeah thank you very much um very interesting question and thanks for asking it although personally i i <laughs> I, I i preach against um uh, using the pulpit for politics personally, I don't do that uh, but since you asked a question, I'll try and answer the question without going to the politics into politics because you you use that as
1: an example um how do you think it will look? I don't know maybe you watched
0: the last World Cup uh my sister um which African can anybody remind me which African country played itself? I know Nigeria didn't go. Ghana, I think Ghana went. Okay, imagine we are praying in Nigeria, and we have faith that Ghana will beat Argentina in the World Cup. In my own opinion, <laughs> that's a waste of faith. <laughs> God is beefing Argentine, Argentine players. Like God is not God that created them. Abi Messi came to say granot in the in the World Cup it didn't come to do you understand when we you we a number of us do it maybe jokingly that maybe nigeria is or our club is playing against another club and you pray that the other club should lose and then you should win and you are trusting god that your club will win or your country will win the other country will lose no there are not christians in that country they're also praying to the same god that their own country will win your own country will lose so when we use that, that's an abuse or a misunderstanding of faith. I use that example so that I don't go into politics. I hope uh, you understand what I'm saying. That is not the faith. Uh, uh, in fact, maybe you want me to go into teaching faith. Hebrews 11, one that we quote so much, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, which means without the hope, there cannot be a need for faith. The only reason why you need faith I mean, the only reason why faith exists is because you have something you are hoping for. For instance, if I hope to buy um, iPhone 13, is it 13 now? The, I hope to buy iPhone 13 and I, I have faith to buy iPhone 13. Once I buy that iPhone 13, I no longer need faith to buy
1: iPhone 13 again. That faith I will need it for something else, maybe to buy a car, have something or to go to 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 jackpot but once you need that jackpot that your faith
0: for jackpot is useless you're using it for another thing so the only thing in the context of hebrew 11 the only thing that we actually need faith for my sister that's the only thing that once you have you will never need faith again you will never hope for anything again and that is heaven when we get to heaven we need we don't need faith again so faith is the evidence of things hoped for the substance of things not seen and looked at the heroes of faith that even though they're looking Abraham left the country left his father's house looking for looking towards a a a a city that is not built by man what is that city he didn't see the city he's gonna see the city in heaven that's in new Jerusalem so it that's the only thing that in that context that we actually need faith for that I will get to heaven no matter what Yes, we can trust God to buy a car, we trust God to pass our exams, we trust God to marry a good wife, we trust God for kids, we trust God on our children. Yes, we can use that word, that term faith in that context. But when we are using faith to do bet Niger on who will win match, who will win a race in Olympics, who will collect gold medal, and you are using faith. Uh, to bet on a well then i can go and use faith to bet to play bet niger and go and bet on a particular team and then do you understand so in my own opinion that's a misconception of faith and that's because a number of people don't know their god a number of people haven't read their bible themselves so but i just don't want to go into politics sister blessing i hope I was able to answer your question without breaking too much tables. Okay, sir.
2: Uh, I mean, I, I got something from what you said, but my I just used that as an example. So I'm not talking of competitions now because that's in the case of competition. Everyone has mm-hmm. God. So what you said now, it sounds like we should only have faith when we are considering heaven, when we are praying for heaven. So whenever, if it's an earthly thing, it means we just, we just trust God to do it for us, right? so that's from from what you said now but but then from the understanding of faith or the preachings of okay so from the preachings of faith uh, i mean that we have faith that god will heal the sick, raise the dead will give us uh, our rights children and all that so what i'm trying to ask now is should is it is it something when it's it's
0: not happening like you've been faithing
2: Yes. Right. So when is it happening? And reality is looking look yeah. like everyone that has HIV dies. So why are you asking God to heal your HIV? Everyone that is dead should be buried. Why? Where, where will your faith work that the dead will raise? Everyone without a womb will not have a child. Yeah.
1: So, yeah.
0: so
2: yeah. Okay. how do we combat that faith and reality?
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, I, I think I got your question in the right context now. Thank you very much. Like I said, I'm not saying that the only place we need faith is heaven. I'm saying that the, the Hebrew 11 one, we, are, we quote and we use as a definition of faith. The context of that Hebrew 11 one is actually talking about heaven. But yes, we can trust God. We can use that word faith for other things like, like you've mentioned. But when it's hope against hope, when you uh, said in Hebrews 11, these guys didn't see the promise, but they kept hoping against hope. They kept on pressing on. There are some of God's promises that in our own calendar may look delayed. But keep trusting. Don't waver one bit. Abraham waited for how long? But God had told him your descendants will fill the earth. But he kept... When he had the child, God still told him to to give up the child. So, faith even when in the midst of in the midst of 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 uh, uh uh challenges in the midst of guy, use your head in the midst of everything i mean how will you tell a lady who, who who is in quotes getting aged and god has told him this is how your husband is going to meet you this is the kind of man you're going to marry uh, god has told her and do you understand how do you how do you tell such a person
1: i heard the story of baba kumuyi's um mommy kumuyi now the the new wife she's an elderly woman she never married because god told her that she's gonna marry daddy kumuyi I heard the story. I'm not sure how true it is. I just heard. But it looked crazy. So
0: it depends on on how you hear God. If if you're sure that God has promised you something, hold on to God by his word. He's going to do it. He said, do it, Tarry. Wait for it. Mm -hmm. Is that waiting that we need grace for? What do I do while waiting? While waiting for God, while trusting in God, while in that waiting period, what do I do? God strengthen me at
1: that period. And God will strengthen you in Jesus' name. I hope I was able to address your question. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Any other question or comments? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, if you're in Abuja, please join us on Sunday uh nine o'clock
0: uh we're gonna serve the holy communion by the grace of god uh at dubai international Market, and god will bless you in jesus name i think i have grace okay yes uh lady evangelists ifara jimmy all the way from moscow please close the
1: meeting for us with a word of prayers i hope you're in a quiet place Good evening, everyone.
3: Can we hear me?
1: Yes. Yes, we can.
3: Let us pray. Father, we appreciate you. Thank you for your word tonight.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
3: Thank you, because for every season, there's a word. For every circumstances, there's a word you prepared for your people. And these words are meant to go ahead to liberate us too. Uh, renew our love for you, to renew our hope, our trust in you, to hold on firmly to the promises that you've made to us. Father, thank you for those words tonight. Thank you for your servants. you have prepared to share these words to us. Thank you for the hearts that you've blessed. Thank you for all seeds that has been sown. Thank you because the seeds would abide, grow, germinate and bear for great fruits. Thank you because we will not lose sight of you, but we will continually hold on to you until all of your promises in bits, until they all come to fulfillment. Not not so that we can go about uh, boasting or anything, but so that all glory will be yours. Thank you, Father. As, the, 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 as we go this evening, presence will go with us in the Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. Keep us steadfast in your love until Amen. we meet again the next week. Thank you, Amen. Father. the name alone be glorified.
1: Amen. Increase
3: the anointing over your servants in, in, in the name of Jesus. hold his household that they continually do that which you're sentenced to do in the name of Jesus. Help us all to be blessed. In, for everyone around us in the name yeah. of Jesus, thank you, Father. Let people be able to say, Yes, these ones are real Christians, these ones are real Christ yeah. people in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Your name alone be glorified. Becoming Nigeria unto yeah. your hands, Father, take over totally, just as you've been doing, yeah. and let your name alone be exalted. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed.
1: Yeah. Amen.
0: Thank you very much. Next week, we deal with the books of Peter, the epistles of Peter, 1st and 2nd Peter. Uh, please uh, invite your friends next week. Make sure you're not here alone. And God will bless you in Jesus'
1: name.
0: Amen. Good night, everybody. Amen. Amen. Good night. Yeah. Bye. Bye.